the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Pastor Joe Sutton uh, greeting you on this uh, beginning of July, this, this weekend. Lord, we had some nice cool weather this week and uh you know i'm looking forward to it as usual this time of year uh i'm outdoors you know on the weekend we have a a track meet out at uh maple grove high school it's the aau uh national qualifier to see who goes on the nationals and have a few athletes running out there as we get ready for our uh usa track and field meet next weekend where the kids are going to be going up against athletes from wisconsin nebraska iowa north and south dakota to see who will represent our region at the uh, National Junior Olympics uh, in Lawrenceville, Kansas. We'll be at the University of Kansas running on their track, uh, one of only five tracks like it in the U.S., fast track. So expecting some records to be broken and uh, expecting our athletes to, to do real well as they they seek to uh, better themselves through track and field. Uh, as, as always, this time of year, you know, we started our – summer program you know if you uh have a way to get to north minneapolis or you know somebody in north minneapolis and kids who need a great program to be in uh we started this week our three deep program it's called three deep because we go deep in three areas and that's education uh enlightenment helping kids find their purpose and then uh exercise you know as we as we watch uh our generation this generation get uh, a little bit more out of shape than previous ones Stay in the house a lot of times. So we have a good time. We start at 930. We're done by 430. Fridays is career day. Uh, today, uh, I mean, let's see, uh, from, for this Friday, we had uh, someone from the uh, Timberwolves come and talk to the kids about a career in, uh, in sports outside of just playing on the court. Uh, next, next week, we have uh, someone from the restaurant industry coming in so as always i think we have a couple fridays open if you would like to come and share uh your profession your journey basically we want kids to understand what is the journey what, what is it like uh you know we we tell them life is like a journey you got to be prepared if i if i tell you you're going to alaska you're going to pack a little bit different if i tell you you're going to jamaica so you know so you got to know what the journey requires and what are some key things you need for your journey so we we try to expose kids to different careers, different options, and to let them know how they need to prepare, how they need to prepare uh, school-wise, socially, mentally, uh, financially, to embark upon a certain career to, to do certain things. I know my, my daughter, uh, you know, when she was in the program, somehow she came out of it 
after hearing a physical therapist and a police officer, she wanted to be a coroner. And uh, <laughs> so that's the journey she's on. She knows she's got a lot of schooling in front of her. You know, she's going to her third year. And uh, and so it, I don't know how it came out like that, but it came out that way. So, but but we just want our kids, our young people to be prepared for the journey, that they don't embark upon it, get out there, change their minds, you know, uh, faint, grow weary. Uh, we want them to finish. You know, our goal is to raise up leaders uh, out of the urban context and to change our urban centers by raising up leaders that are sensitive to it and understand and can can get in there and make an impact. And we've done that. Uh, you know, once again, uh, you know, my, my director was in the first group that we ever had in the program. And then I have my high school students that were all one student and my college students were all one students. And so once again, for the fourth year in a row, uh, it's, it's alumni. It's, it's our leaders that we raised up that are that are running the program and that are ministering to the needs of the kids. You know, and, and one of the things I always emphasize to my summer staff is uh, is is their lifestyle, right? Because we covered this subject of worship. We were covering in worship, and we talked about uh, what worship really is. And, and, and though, you know, you can go to church and you can have a great, quote-unquote, worship time, you know, where you're singing the songs and you're declaring God's goodness and you're declaring his mercies and you're repeating his word back unto him. You know, worship is not just limited to that. You know, worship worship is is, is how we live our life. You know, uh, once again, I want to uh, reread Romans uh, 12, uh, verse 1, and it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. You know, by living our life in such a way, living our life in a way that makes us acceptable to God, that is the worship God wants to see. That's the way he wants us to really worship him. So really, our life is a song. You know what I mean? I was teasing with my wife the other day. I said, you know, I said, life is a song. And, you know, we go like, you know, we say, you know, I worship you, almighty God. But I make all the choices. <laughs> I only come to you when I'm stuck or I need some money. You know, I was just singing songs, changing worship songs around and uh, and reflecting the, the selfishness of my nature sometimes that and how I, you know, tend to save God for the big things and I can handle the little things. And, and, and really when I'm trusting in him, as Proverbs said, with all of my heart and leaning out on my own understanding, then I'm trusting him with everything. You know what I mean? And not just the things that, that where I find that, you know, I've run out of options or I back myself into a corner or things like that. And and so our life is a song. And, and I, I ask my kids sometimes, what what song are you singing? You know what I mean? You know, what what's what song are you singing? What song are you singing when, you know, you, you, you spend more time uh laughing at YouTube videos than you do uh reading the word of God or you you, you have you have better options of, of, of trusting a peer with advice than a trusting God and his word and the advice that he gives you. I said, what song are you singing? How, how are you worshiping him? How would that, how would we translate that into a song? You know, they, they have to laugh sometimes because you know, they, you know, they don't really think about that, you know, but you don't think about like what kind of music is going to be the backdrop. What kind of thing is going to be there? What am I really saying about God? When you look at the book of revelations and how they're worshiping God and, and they're falling down and doing everything and, and then we come back into our, our own way of life and we say we love God and, you know, we're there and called according to his purpose. But, 
Then we turn around and our life sings a whole different tune. And and one of the ways that things I, I just like to address in the worship thing is I like to address this to the fellas. I like to address it to us. You know, here we are on this this um, this freedom weekend, you know, uh, where we look back and reflect, you know, you know, I, I, I am I I'm glad that I was born in America. You know, I am not sad to be an American, though at times, you know, my, I'm given the title African-American or black, you know, or Negro, colored, whatever it wants to come down to. And though there are times sometimes in our history of this country that I have not been the most liked or loved individual in this country, you know, but I'm still glad to be an American, you know, and I really didn't appreciate America as much as I thought I did until I went out of the country. And when I went out of the country, didn't go far, went about six, eight hours into Mexico and uh, was there. And and just when I got back, when I crossed the border, man, I got down, I kissed the ground. And I, I said, I see why folks try to sneak into this country and go there. It was it was not the one. You know, what I mean, it was just I just I understood why people would take that risk and, and come in there after being somewhere else. And. And I've had the pleasure to travel to a few other countries, you know, in in my lifetime. And, and, and you know, America may not be the best, but it's definitely not the worst. And 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 then you don't but you don't appreciate something until you can compare it to something else. And, uh, you know, I have my idea of what would make America a great place. You know what I mean? But then so do a couple billion other people have their idea. And but, you know, when you look at what's going on, you have to say, you know, we're doing the best with what we have, especially from our from the aspect of our fallen nature. And it gets to that point. And I say this today because it's Freedom Weekend is that a lot of people shed a lot of blood in order for us to have the right to do what we're doing now, in order for us to sit around here and do what we're doing. And and me personally, uh, growing up, I thought the 4th of July was just a barbecue holiday. You know, there's certain barbecue holidays, you know what I mean? There's Memorial Day, there's the 4th of July and Labor Day. Now, those are the days you, you, you get out, you go outside, you fire up the grill, you go to a park or something, you know, you have a great time. Except for the 4th of July, you get a new outfit, maybe some new gym shoes, and, you know, you get that's, that's your little summertime clothes infusion. And and then the good part, the fireworks, man, just spend all the money on fireworks, you know, just throwing firecrackers, using firecrackers for everything, man. You know, as we got older, you, know, you get bored, man. We start, you know, setting up army men and then throwing the firecrackers at the army man and blowing them up and taping firecrackers to airplanes and flying them, blowing them up. You know what I mean? Just, you know, because it was just firecrackers, man. You just blew stuff up. That's just what the 4th of July was for. And then that night you're going to go somewhere and watch a fireworks display. Man, that's just what it's about. But not not that I ever, ever, ever clue the holiday in to to the foundation of our freedom and the forming of our country. Because we had allowed I I had grasped my meaning from for the Fourth of July from how we celebrated the Fourth of July. I didn't grasp my meaning from the Fourth of July as it was intended to be. And what we have to be careful of as adults, what we have to be careful of as, as as men is that we don't allow the festivities to overshadow the meaning, meaning that 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 we need to always sit down and have a time of reflection 
as to what is the meaning. Because what's going to happen over time is that our young people are going to get caught up in what we do. And they won't know why we do it. And that's in everything. Right. So we even look at Christmas. You know, you know, we're so caught up in what we do during Christmas that we don't even know why we do on Christmas. All the average young person knows is I'm going to get something. You know what I mean? <laughs> there ain't nobody thinking about Jesus' birthday. Now, that might be there. That might, that might you know, put up a little manger scene or something like that. But, you know, the emphasis on this is what I want or what are we getting the children, you know, and uh, you know, or with the cakes and the pies and the fruits and the, and the everything that goes along with it, a trip to grandma's house or however you tend to celebrate. Same thing with Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? The what we do has become way more important than the why, you know. And even when we look at our worship services, you know what I mean? You know, I always said it, it you know, my, my, the young people in my church, they know the order of service. If we was the, all the adults was to die or disappear, they'll still do service in the same order because they know what we do, but they don't know why. You know, and, and we don't take the time to do why because we as adults are so anxious to celebrate. So when when they start talking about the 4th of July and my mother started buying food in April for the 4th of July, catching them ribs on sale and doing whatever it took to get there, you know, then we, we you know, we, 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 we was into the what, you know, get the fireworks, uh, you know, had a barbecue, you know, get the outfit. And that's what we did. Not even thinking about the, the blood that those, those men and women shed so that we can have the right to have a barbecue. And even the blood that, that men and women are shedding now as our armed forces try to keep terrorism from outside our borders and the things that they're doing. Uh, my, my, my cousin was the mayor of, um, oh, golly, an uh, in, in Arab immigrant at the main town. He was like the mayor. He, it was his, that was his job in the army. He ran that town, and he said, You'll never know how many things we stopped from America's shore from being over there. He said, I can't tell you because it's classified. He said, but you'll never know how much we stopped over there. You know, why people are complaining why we're there. You know, we stopped a lot of things from hitting the shore. So we live in comfort and we live in safety because other people are risking their lives to make sure that we have that comfort and that safety. And we respond with not even taking the time out to acknowledge what they did. We just want to go out there and do the what, you know, and, and, you know, I, I got convicted upon this one time. My daughter was uh, taking a U.S. history class and and they were supposed to have been doing a unit on the Constitution, but yet they didn't really cover the Constitution. It was just somebody's opinion of the Constitution. And then I noticed, you know, when I then my, my son got to the class, I noticed that, that they don't teach the Constitution anymore. They don't really teach uh, the, the the why our founding fathers did what they did, why they broke laws, you know, why were they doing terroristic acts and things like that, you know, and, and, and people just had different opinion about, you know, just America's elitism or whatever. And I remember growing up in high school, you had to pass the Constitution test in order to graduate, no matter what your GPA was. Your junior year, you took the Constitution test. If you didn't pass it, you had one more time your senior year, and if not, you didn't get a diploma. You know what I mean? You just didn't get a diploma. And that was a big test for us to get past, you know, memorizing all the different amendments and everything like that and the articles of incorporation. And 
Then in 1982, they took that out. And ever since then, no one teaches the Constitution. You know, they even said that about 75% of our people in Congress don't even know the Constitution. Right? And so we don't even understand what and why what our founding fathers went through. You know, this is Pastor Joe Sutton and uh, my Spirit Lord Church with Isaiah 61. We're going to take a break and I'm going to come back and wrap up the importance of understanding our Constitution and the price that was paid. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. TheFishTwinCities.com is home to the best in today's Christian music. The best melodies. The top artists. And the greatest message. Listen on TheFishTwinCities.com and with the free mobile app. The Fish Twin Cities. Safe for the whole family. Let's go. What's your life, man? I know a lot of people that are scared to go die. Couple of them thinking they'll be living in the sky. While I'm here living, man, I gotta ask why. What am I here for? I gotta make a little bump bump for you Saturday. Pastor Joe Sutton, once again, with Isaiah 61 Radio Ministry of Spirit Lord Church. I always want to know you're always welcome. Our service is on Sunday at 10 30. And come out and enjoy time with us uh, on Fridays. Uh, we serve a community meal. Uh, we'll be serving our first community meal next next Friday. And uh, you come out and we just serve a meal and uh, just discuss you know, whatever. Have open discussion about the Bible. You know, we talk about life. You know, we just want to engage people in the community and know we're there. And be able to know that the people in this building are just regular good old folks. You know what I mean? Who just love the Lord. Uh, and as I said about the Constitution, though, getting back to that is that with, without teaching the Constitution, without our kids knowing the Constitution, then they don't they'll never they'll know what we do, but they'll never know why. And without the why part, then you can sneak things in. You can change. So there's no consistency because the Constitution is a document that's supposed to bring consistency, you know, from one administration to the next, from one generation to the next. And when that's not done, you know, when we when we allow allow ourselves to to just go by however we feel or whatever current trends are there, then we get away from the basis of why certain things were done. And so I've been trying with the young people I've been mentoring is to bring them back to understanding of of what this nation was founded on. Not necessarily that this nation is perfect. We're not operating from that paradigm because whatever man puts his hand into is not perfect. But just for them to have an understanding of what's there so that they can make proper decisions as they become leaders, because we're, we're, we're training leaders. We're turning followers into leaders. That's just what, that's what we do. You know what I mean? You know, it, it, we're not a big church because we spend a lot of time with people. You know what I mean? So in the discipleship process, you know, I just, I'm not just pushing nobody through, but I'm trying to see them get to where they are and to fulfill their purpose upon this earth. And so with young people, when they, when they go, they need to have an understanding and, and not, not, not get tainted because, you know, you're going to have 
a constitution for your family. You're going to have a constitution. You know, churches have a constitution for their faith. Wherever you run it, you're going to find a document that defines a person who they are. What is the mission statement? Whatever it is, and you got to learn how to how how to stick with that. If there's going to be consistency, if there's going to be uh, something going on, and so I'm, I'm still searching, and so I, I put a plea out there to, uh, to to all you people that can maybe help me come up with some creative ways to engage uh, young people. You know, what I mean, in between the ages of of uh, like seven and twenty five, and and to teach them our constitution. Uh, that's the thing that I'm trying to incorporate into our, our leadership development program now, that they have an understanding of, of government because government makes laws and government does things that are, that are in between. But, you know, in, on top of that, there are people who pay for my freedom, my rights, you know, even as an African-American, you know, as a descendant of the African slaves that came over that were enslaved, you know what I mean, during the civil rights and during, uh, you know, uh, Reconstruction, a lot of people died and shed blood for me to be to be free. Civil War, so one a bloody war, you know. And one of the outcomes of that war was a reuniting of the country, but it also one of the outcomes of that war was our first steps to a freedom as uh, as African Americans. And you know, so it's a lot of blood that was shed for me to be free. And I can't walk these streets and shoot off fireworks and eat ribs and hot dogs and brats and 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 without without acknowledging those people that paid a price for me to be able to be free to where I am. And I say that to transition to this point as I was saying with some men last week that there's a price to pay for freedom. Jesus paid a price for our freedom. In order for me to be free in Christ, to be free from the law of sin and death, he had to pay a price. And he paid that price with his life. You know what I mean? Thank God for the power of the resurrection. That gives me hope that I can go out here and I can serve others, you know, as 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 as, as the verse of the day Friday was for KKMS and Galatians 5.1 that I no longer can be entangled in the law and be entangled in the law of slavery that I could be free you know. He, and he sets me free Galatians 5.13 so that I can serve others so I, my freedom I use my freedom to serve people I don't use my freedom to feed my lustful desires in my own flesh I use my freedom to serve others right? and that's something that, that, that we have to get into our psyche especially as men because we can be some selfish individuals as men, you know, and, and you know, and our women tend to share, and we can be selfish, but we need to understand that that has to get into there because there's always a price to pay. Because my parents moved from Mississippi, because my mother was tired of the lynching, she was tired of the oppression, so she moved up north, right? She paid a price. She got out of there. I I never know that life. I I never know. I mean, I've been on the farm visiting, you know, when I had to pick my whatever, get eggs or, you know, slop hogs. I was visiting. I was gone in a week, you know what I mean? Because my mother paid a price and came up there and, and worked while my dad was in the military. And then when he got out, he worked to provide a different lifestyle for me. And because of the price they paid by them sacrificing things they could have had by spending on their own fleshly nature, they allowed me to develop and allow me to establish a lifestyle. And I'm always pointing out to my kids the price that me and their mom paid, you know, and so in order for them to get there. You know what I mean? And when I, I look at it like this, at one point in time, I had three kids in college, 55000 a year, 47000 a year, 33000 a year. We can't even cover the 50-something with both our salaries put together, right? But thank God that we 
always emphasize get good grades. Always emphasize them taking the ACT early and getting good scores. And they all got academic scholarships, right? No athletic scholarships, no minority-based need scholarship. They were all presidential scholars, you know what I mean? And so they all got to walk in there because they had high ACT scores and high GPAs. But that was a blessing to us. That that blessed us because we wouldn't have had that money to do that. But we had to sacrifice. We had to pay a price. You know what I mean? Times when they were crying like, Mama, Daddy, can we do this? We like, no, you need to get that homework done. You know, no, you're you're taking the ACT in seventh grade. You know, while your friends are out here playing video games, you're not playing video games. There was a price to pay. You know what I mean? It wasn't an easy walkthrough. And we had to be willing to pay that price. Freedom cost us. And the freedom in Christ cost Christ his life that we have. But what it's going to cost us is it's going to cost us not feeding our fleshly nature so that we can lay a foundation for the next generation to thrive and not just survive. Are you willing to pay that price? Are you willing to forsake the partying? Are you willing to forsake the toys? Are you willing to forsake the notoriety so that your family can be a strong, solid Christian family? I did it. I'm glad I did. The price was easy, and I pray that my kids will do it for theirs. God bless you. Have a great week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.